Amen. Well, I am happy to be here tonight. Are you happy to be here? Sure you are. You wouldn't have come if you didn't want to come, I hope. Nobody drugged you here. You came willingly, amen, because you are hungry for the word of the living God. And we are going to talk about wisdom tonight. You know, let's look over at James chapter 1, verse 17, first of all. I forgot to give the guys my uh, little thing up here of my scriptures, but I believe they can follow me. Most of my scriptures tonight, I'm going to be looking at in the New King James Version. James chapter 1, verse 17. Hallelujah. I got a new Bible, and you know, it's like breaking in a new car or something. It's like... Where did the verse go? Everything's on a different page. It's kind of a bummer. But anyhow, I can see this one. That's positive. Hallelujah. <laughs> I feel like I got a 25-pound Bible because I have always loved the King James and the Amplified Parallel Bible version. So now they came out with the new King James version, but it's only in large print. So the Bible weighs about five more pounds. But watch out, devil. I got heavy word here. Anyhow... James chapter 1, verse 17, in the New King James, it says, Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Right here, we see if something is good, where did it come from? If something is bad, where did it come from? You know, if we, if we had trouble keeping our theology straight, if we would just live by the simple rule, if it's good, it's God. If it's bad, it's the devil. That right there tells me that chocolate must be from heaven because it's good, right? Anyway, if it falls in the good category, God falls in the bad category, it is the devil. So what we're going to talk about tonight that comes down from above is wisdom. The wisdom of God comes from God comes from above. There's different kinds of wisdom. And we'll look at those a little bit later on that the Bible identifies. There's man's wisdom. There's the world's wisdom. There's even something in the word called devilish wisdom. My question for you tonight is which one do you want to operate in? The wisdom of God. Amen. You know, we've all yielded to the wrong things. We've all said the wrong things. We've all probably operated in our natural human reasoning. We've all done some dumb things. We've all disobeyed the law. No, I'm not talking about a bunch of criminals, but you know, we have all speeded. We've all perhaps not, hopefully not any guys in here, but women, maybe you put makeup on when you're driving. That's not a good thing, but I have to have it. And now it's even a, a more a pronounced saying, talking with on your cell phone or texting on your cell phone. Pastor saw something online today. I thought it was kind of funny. He said it was a church sign and it said, honk if you love Jesus. Talk, sw- talk while you're driving if you want to meet him soon. <laughs> Anyhow, so that's not wisdom to do those kind of things. Amen. Now today, Pastor's message was awesome. If you weren't here, get that CD. His message, in his message, he was talking about how important it is just to be a Christian, to be kind, to be gracious, 
to show forth the love of God, to yield to developing the fruit of the spirit. He looked over in Galatians chapter five, and we don't want to walk after the flesh, all the works of the flesh, but we want to live and walk in the spirit. It's wisdom from above to walk in the spirit. It'll keep us out of a lot of trouble. So here we are in James. So now we're going to spend a lot of time in James tonight. Go over to James chapter three, verse 13. And guys, I want to look in the amplified version of this one. James three, 13. Want to look at the amplified version. Then we want to switch back to the new King James, but verse three of, I mean, verse 13 of James three, who is there among you? Who is wise and intelligent, then let him by his noble living show forth his good works with the unobtrusive humility, which is the proper attribute of true wisdom. It's intelligent to be a good Christian. It's intelligent to live a noble lifestyle and to show forth the works of God in our lives. It's good not to be puffed up in pride. He said we are to show forth our works with humility, which is true wisdom. Now we might find ourselves in a situation on our jobs or something where we pray and we ask God for insight. We ask God to help us to solve a problem or to help us, you know, to be able to answer questions right. So we get that promotion and then God gives you the wisdom because you ask him for it. Well, it's not being humble to walk around and say in your face, in your face, I got the answer. I got the solution. I got the promotion. That's not being a humble spirit. When we're walking in the love of God and we're giving God the glory for giving us the wisdom, then we don't, you know, we don't push it in people's face, but we know on the inside of us that it came from God and we give him the glory and we give him the honor. And as the opportunity, opportunity arises, we tell people it was God that told me what to do. It was God that showed me the answer to that problem. We give him all the glory and we give him all the honor. That's being humble. Humble is not saying I'm an unworthy worm. I'm not anything. I'm the dust of the earth. No, humility is saying I can't do anything in and of myself. But I am totally and completely reliant upon the Lord God Almighty. It is Him that infuses me with strength. It is Him that gives me His ability. I'm a humble person. I humble myself under the hand of God. And He is the one that exalts. And He is the one that promotes. But I know that I am fully and completely dependent upon him. That's not putting us down, but that's magnifying who we are in Christ Jesus. We look a lot better in him than we do outside of him. All that we are, all that we possess, all that we are able to accomplish is as a result of him living on the inside of him, a result of his favor showing up and showing out in our lives. A result of us tapping into the wisdom of God. 
Aren't you thankful for it? That's where we want to live. That's where we want to operate. Now let's look on down here at verse 14. And we'll look at this in the New King James Version again. This is not what we want to have in our lives. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above. But is earthly, sensual, it's even demonic for where envying and self-seeking exist. Confusion and every evil thing are there. We don't want to live there. That's not God's way. When we get involved in the world's way of doing things and we get entangled in the world system and we, excuse me. We operate the same way that people operate on the job. That attitude of dog eat dog. I'm going to walk on whoever I have to walk on to get to the top. It doesn't matter if I backstab this one. If I backbite over there. If I lie. If I cheat. Because I'm going to get to the top of this company. That is yielding to a wrong spirit. That's a lower realm of wisdom. That's earthly. That's sensual. And it even says that it is demonic. It says when we open ourselves up to that, there's going to be envy. There's going to be self-seeking. There's going to be a rudeness. There's going to be a viciousness even about us. That's a, and when we operate in that, the fruit of that is what? Confusion, strife, and every evil work. Some people think, well, they're, they're really good at conniving. They're really good at manipulating. They got, they play this person and they play that person. But you know what the end of that is? Every evil work. That is not a profitable way to live. And thank God we don't have to live there. We have a higher way. We have God's wisdom. And this is what God's wisdom is. Look down at verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, Full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Here's just some of the characteristics of this wisdom from above. Y'all want to hear what they are? We just read them. Pure, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield. Pastor was talking a little bit this morning about even in our relationship. And he finally spoke the truth that most of the time he's wrong when we have an argument. (laughs) But in any kind of relationship, we have to be willing to yield. The wisdom of God is not taking a stance I shall not be, I shall not be moved. You are wrong and you are going to pay. You said something and I'm not going to speak to you for the next 30 days. That's not the wisdom of God. There's things we don't yield to. We don't yield to the works of the flesh. We don't yield to the devil. But there is a a love of God that we do yield to. We shouldn't have this attitude. It's my way. 
or the highway. We shouldn't be singing this song to our maid all the time just because maybe they did something that upset us. Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more. Just because we want our way all the time. No, walking in love and walking in wisdom is yielding to what's on the inside of you. Yielding to the peace of God. Yielding to something that produces a good relationship. Now, of course, the other side of the coin is that Jack might need to hit the road. I mean, you know, if he's out doing all these horrible things and not treating you right, I'm not telling you that you have to yield. Yielding to the wisdom of God, yielding to the fruit of the Spirit does not mean that we become a doormat and people can just walk over us and and abuse us and treat us any ungodly kind of way. No, that's the other side of the coin. That's the balance there. But wisdom dictates to us how we live and how we act and how we respond. It also says here about wisdom, another characteristic that it is full of mercy. Have you ever needed mercy? How about every day? Thank God the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. Why are they new every morning? Because every morning we need new mercy. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his long suffering. Thank God that for his unfailing and unconditional love. Thank God for it. But when we operate in the wisdom of God, we're going to know when a person needs mercy and when they need tough love. Now there is a difference. Wisdom will show you. For example, if you've got a 40-year-old full-grown kid that's laying up in the bed, eating all your food, and you're 70 years old, out working two jobs so you can support his potato chip habit and addiction, then it's not time for you to show mercy. It's not time for you to be so full of love. Well, you know, you just go ahead and rest up. Mom will just keep working her fingers to the bone. And there's nothing wrong with that grown kid. That's time for the wisdom of God in that situation dictates get a job. Na 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 na, get a job. <laughs> Wisdom will lead us and guide us in all the affairs of life. Now over in verse 17, just the last part of it in the amplified. I like this. It says it's full of compassion, full of compassion. And again, the wisdom of God will show us when we need to yield to that compassion And there is a difference between compassion and sloppy agape. Compassion comes from the heart and it's real and it's genuine and it comes down from above, from God. And he puts it in our heart and we display that to people. Amen. But if there's confusion and you don't know what to do in a situation, you need to call out for God to give you. That wisdom 
Again, there's time to show forth love, mercy, and compassion. And there's time when a word needs to be spoken in due season. When you get that utterance, speak it forth. Amen. Aren't you glad as believers that we have the privilege to call on the name of the Lord? We have the privilege when we are in a situation that we don't know what to do. If we're dealing with a difficult person and we don't know the right words to speak. Guess what? We are not limited by our own intellect. We are not limited by our own reasoning. As a matter of fact, we are instructed in the book of Proverbs not to lean to our own understanding, not to live out of the reasoning realm, because that's a battlefield that the devil wants to get you in, where you get caught up in your mind and you're trying to figure out everything in your mind and you lay awake at night and you replay this scenario And that scenario, well, if they do this, then I'm going to react this way. If they say that, boy, I got a good comeback for them. I'm going to say this. And we're trying to reason and trying to figure out with our mind exactly how we're going to handle the situation. But folks, we don't have to live there. We don't have to live according to the dictates of our flesh. And we are not limited by what we know in our mind. Everybody ought to get happy about that. Thank God. Thank God. (laughs) I am smarter on the inside. I know so much more down here in my spirit than I know in my mind. And that wisdom of God and that uh, insight and understanding that's here in my spirit. He has given me the ability to draw it up when I need. Amen. Amen. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Let's go over to James chapter 1 now. We're still in the book of James and we'll look at verse 5. If we need wisdom, is there anybody in here who's never needed wisdom? Is there anybody in here who has arrived and you have all the answers for everything? And you know, if people have that kind of attitude, not only do they think they have all the answers for their life, but they think they have the answer for your life too. But you know, it's well for us just to figure out what we're supposed to do. Amen. Not getting everybody else's. What is that? Their 411. All their information. All right. James 1 verse 5. It says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally, without reproach, and it will be given to him. Who are we to ask of when we need help? When we need insight, when we need understanding, we're supposed to ask everybody that we know. We're supposed to call up all of our relatives. We're supposed to call up all of our friends and ask them, what should I do? I have no idea. No, we are to ask of God, when we need insight, when we need answers, when we need understanding, you know, at 2 a.m. in the morning, you don't have to call up Pastor Tom because you got up and you're a little bit hungry and ask him what kind of snack you should eat. 
Wisdom dictates probably nothing at 2 a.m. in the morning. But, you know, of course, we are here for you, pastoral staff. We are here for you. You can call us. You can get in touch with us. We want to be there in your time of crisis, in your time of need. But really, we all need to learn to call on God first and foremost. Amen. We are not like this radio preacher in one of the Medea movies. He's preaching away on the radio and he starts asking for people to give him money and he starts talking and he's preaching away and then he ends his broadcast by saying, if you have a problem, call God, don't call me. And that's not our attitude here. You can call us. But don't you, aren't you glad that you don't have to try, uh, you know, to get a hold of somebody in your midnight hour. You can ask of God. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. We will come into agreement with you. We'll join our faith with you. But you know what? You need to be done the asking. What we are are agreeing partners. But number one, it's every believer's responsibility to find out what the word says about their situation. Find scriptures that cover your case. And then if you need somebody to come alongside you, then you call us up. You call up a Christian friend and say, I'm standing on the word. Right here is my scripture. I need wisdom. I've found what the word of God says about my case. Now I'm asking you to come into agreement with me. That's what we are here for. That's what believers are here for. We come into agreement, but it does not say if you need wisdom, then you ask everybody else to pray and ask wisdom to come your way. Number one, you do the asking. You know what? I love your kids. I really do. That's one thing that's fun about pastoring is watching people's kids grow up and watching those kids have babies. I just can't believe. Rose Marquez is back there. Her oldest daughter, Melinda, came in for a visit. And today I'm just like, how can this be? Melinda used to be little, watched my kids when they were little. Now she's got these kids of her own. But that's one cool thing about pastoring. And I do love your kids and I do care about what's going on in their life. But this may be a shock to you. I don't care near as much as you do. Now I'm saying that as loving as I can. I care. I care even about Pastor Tom's family. And I'll pray over his family when they call me. But I'm not going to spend as much time praying about their situation as they should be. Let's just be honest about it. You need to learn to pray. You need to learn to call upon the name of the Lord. You need to learn to ask in faith, believing. That's why we have teaching times like this. That's why you need to come on Wednesday nights. Pastor's talking about healing.
mind. That's such a vital truth. You want to walk in wisdom regarding your physical body. Then get under the word and find out what Jesus has provided for you, for your body. He wants you healed. He wants you strong. He wants you well, even though he paid the price and it's already there for us. That same blood that he shed for our salvation, that same blood is there for the healing of our bodies. The wisdom of God dictates that we meditate on who we are in Christ and what he has provided. You want to live long and finish strong, then meditate in the word of God concerning healing. Hallelujah. You want to have these characteristics of wisdom. You want to have the peace of God, then meditate and confess. I've got the mind of Christ. The peace of God is mine. The peace of God garrisons around about me. I am not going to get in strife. I am not going to yield to the spirit of this world. I'm going to stay in the peace of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now over here, verse five in the amplified, just one little phrase. It says, if any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God deficient. Listen to what deficient means. You may know, but I just like to, to look at these definitions. Deficient is lacking an essential quality or element inadequate in amount insufficient. Have any of you ever gone to the doctor and they've said to you, you have a vitamin deficiency. <clears throat> you need some B12. I know one of my sisters, my older sister years ago was having all sorts of problems in her body. She loves God. She's a spirit filled believer, but she finally went to the doctor and they said, you are so deficient of vitamin B that she had to do a series of shots. The deficiency was so pronounced, just popping a few vitamins wasn't going to take care of it. But after she went through that series of, of shots, boosting that deficiency, she just was like a new person. Because if your body is lacking something, if you are insufficient in an area, it will show up in other areas. And this scripture is telling us that we can be insufficient. We can be deficient in the wisdom of God. If you are deficient in the wisdom of God, you know what begins to happen? You begin to act stupid. (laughs) You start, oh, I guess that's not politically correct. (laughs) You begin to behave unwisely. And make dumb decisions and wrong choices. And you find yourself in crisis after crisis. Why did I do that? Why did I buy that? Why did I marry that? (laughs) Deficient. Insufficient. Acting unwisely. What are you going to do? Just keep on acting that way. Just keep on going through life, making wrong choices and doing stupid things. 
No. If we realize that we are constantly in a crisis and constantly regretting things that we do or say, we don't want to live in regret all the time, then it's time to stop. Time to get in the word. Time to meditate upon the word of God. And time to ask God for a dose of wisdom. Wisdom is one thing that we cannot live without. If you don't operate in wisdom, you won't deal wisely in all the affairs of life. If we go through life, and I'm not, you know, saying you here, but you can even, you can see it in people of the world. They, maybe they get famous or, you know, they're they're a great athlete or whatever, but they have no wisdom in how to deal with the affairs of life. Being rich, even growing old is not a guarantee that you're going to be wise. Because we all know there ain't no fool like an old fool. And there are people that have gotten wisdom through this world's me. I mean, gotten wealth through this world's me. And they just squander it on the lust of the flesh. There are people that have won the lottery, but they didn't have any wisdom. They've done studies on this. People that have won millions of dollars a year or two later are more broke than they ever were because they just went out and spent it on the lust of the flesh. Folks, we don't have to live there. We have the wisdom of God available to us. The book of Proverbs is just chucked full of verses telling us how to tap in to this wisdom from above. I encourage you to meditate on these scriptures. Keep them before your eyes. Confess them and say, that's me. I am a wise person, not a wise guy, but I am a wise person. Amen. Let's look over to Proverbs. We'll look at just a couple of these tonight. Proverbs chapter four. We'll look at these in the New King James. Proverbs chapter four. We're going to look at verse five through eight. Hallelujah. Everybody still here tonight? I think y'all are looking smarter. Just looking at you. I can see it. Wow. Seriously, you know what happens when you sit under the word of God? And you can see it sometimes from up here. It's like the lights go on. And people are like, whoo. They came in looking like nobody was home. And then the word of God goes forth and the lights come on. The word brings enlightenment. Hallelujah. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5. Now, again, I wasn't pointing any fingers. Not talking about anybody. Proverbs 4, verse 5. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is what? It's what? The I can't hear you. It's what? The 
I know all of you are wise and I know all of you can read. What is wisdom? The principal thing. The principal thing is the number one thing. It's the most important thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. I want to challenge you tonight. If you are deficient in some areas, if you're facing some situations that you don't have the answer for, get wisdom. It's the principal thing. And when you get wisdom, what else do you have? You have understanding. You know how to implement. God puts this wisdom. This wisdom comes down from above. And when we seek him and we meditate in the word and we get this down on the inside of us, then we also have understanding in how to carry it out. God may give you some things and he will give you some insight and he will show you some things, but it's not always wisdom just to blurt it all out. If you see something going on in a relative's life and God gives you wisdom of how to pray and how you're supposed to speak that out, then you need an understanding of how to implement that. You need an understanding of what to tell them when. There's a right thing to say at the right time. So we get both when we seek the Lord. Wisdom And understanding. Hallelujah. Now go over to Proverbs chapter 2. And we'll look at verse 1 through 4. This time we want to look in the Amplified. Don't you love the word? It's good to feed upon the word of God. Hallelujah. Proverbs 2 verse 1. My son, if you will receive my words... And treasure up my commandments within you, making your ear attentive to skillful and godly wisdom and inclining and directing your heart and mind to understanding. Here it is applying all your powers to the quest for it. Yes, if you cry out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek wisdom as for silver and search for skillful and godly wisdom as for hidden treasure. He said, ask and he will give you wisdom. But notice, we have to ask. Wisdom is not automatic. It's not instant just because you're born again. Because you are born again, you do have the mind of Christ. And you do have the ability to tap in to the wisdom of God. But we must desire and we must seek for it. Verse 4, it says, seek for wisdom As for silver, it's defined and it's referred to as a treasure. That's how valuable it is to have the wisdom of God operating in our lives. How is treasure discovered? Well, you know, generally, you don't just walk out in your backyard and a giant ruby is laying there. 
or you don't even go up to the gold country and they find huge nuggets of gold just laying on the top of the ground or somebody that's into hidden treasure in the sea. It's not just floating around on the top of the sea. If you really want to get the stuff that's valuable. If you really want to get the stuff that's been there for years and oh, its value and its worth is greatly increased, you got to seek it. He said, you got to seek for wisdom. You got to dig for it. It's like hidden treasure. You got to put some effort into it. You got to be willing to draw it out. The words here, the key words in finding this hidden treasure are seek for it, search for it, dig for it, draw it out. And when you find it, what rejoicing, when you tap into it, there's nothing like operating in the wisdom from above. There's nothing like it. Your life will just be full of joy and full of peace. You'll be going through life and you'll be going, thank you, Lord, for showing me that. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to me about that. Thank you, Lord, for giving me that word. And it doesn't mean that you're sitting at your desk and somebody comes over and they ask you a question and you're like, oh wait, just a minute. Get down on your knees. Lay out on the floor in deep travail. No. When you're walking in this, it's just going to come up. It's just going to come up. There's been many times in my life that I needed an answer about a situation. And I'm doing what I know to do. I'm in the word. I'm praying. And it's not like I get the answer instantly. But oftentimes you wake up in the morning. It's just there. You know exactly what to do. You might be driving in your car, just meditating on the word. And all of a sudden, you know exactly what to do. Isn't it awesome? Isn't it amazing when God gives you that right word at the right time and you speak it and it brings peace to a situation? Isn't it amazing when God leads you and he guides you and he directs you and you have wisdom and you go to the right mall, to the right store and that right outfit is on sale? Woo! (laughs) You know, you laugh, but I'm telling you, When you walk in the wisdom of God, you will deal wisely in all the affairs of life. And the affairs of my life have to do with shopping. And so I'm going to deal wisely. And my husband is praying, dear Lord, give her lots of wisdom and lead her to the right place at the right time. God cares about everything that you care about. God's concerned about everything that concerns us. He's not worried about it, but he is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. And he will cause us to operate in the wisdom of God so that there's a good result. Amen. Praise the Lord.